Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. Today, we encounter two people in Scripture that experience the difficulty of remaining faithful while waiting on God. Their lives will serve as models for us to keep the faith as we experience difficulty and darkness. Join us as we continue our Christmas celebration. Over the past few weeks, as we have been preparing for our Christmas celebration, in the church we celebrate a season called Advent. And Advent is an intentional time to remind ourselves and to participate in the hallmarks of the faith in Jesus Christ. We have gone over the different themes of Advent, hope, peace, joy, and love. These are the hallmarks of our lives as followers of Christ. And so as we have celebrated Jesus's coming the first time, we continue to celebrate today. But sometimes these hallmarks of this life, hope, peace, joy, and love, are difficult. It's, it's difficult to live these out because we still see and we still experience within our lives brokenness, brokenness in the world. We, we experience hardship. We, we, have, we have grief. We have suffering. I mean, think about if you've ever lost anybody, this time of year can be very difficult. Even though it's joyous and we say that, that Christ has come, it can sometimes be difficult. Our hearts are heavy as we remember those in our lives who we loved some of us are struggling with sickness, and it's very difficult to experience joy in these days. And yeah, 2020 has been rough. They've been very uncertain times. Things are a lot different. We just experienced a Christmas we've never experienced before. And it might be heavy on us. We might be grieving these things. And hope and peace and joy and love might feel like a pipe dream. How do we live our lives faithfully to Christ in these ways in the days that we are in right now? How do we do so in the brokenness that we experience? It's interesting that right after the Christmas narrative in the Gospel of Luke, it moves eight days ahead. After the shepherd's visit, the time moves eight days, and Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus, go for a very typical, very routine, but yet very sacred part of a life as a first century Jew. It's a purification ceremony. And so they go to the temple for this. And as they are there, two individuals come to them. They don't know them. And in fact, these individuals are very odd individuals to be visiting them in this moment. But as we hear of these two individuals, these two people of faith, we will come to recognize that they understood grief and waiting and brokenness. And this day would give them an immense joy that they had never experienced before. And it was only through a certain way of living could they even accept the gift of Christ on that day. So today we are going to be in the Gospel of Luke, 
chapter 2, beginning with verse 21. And as we read the story of Simeon and Anna, may we see them as a model for our own faith and how we might put into practice the hallmarks of our faith in the midst of brokenness. Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 21, reads this. When eight days had passed, Jesus' parents circumcised him and gave him the name Jesus. This was the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived. When the time came for their ritual cleansing in accordance with the law from Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. They offered a sacrifice in keeping with what's stated in the law of the Lord, and a pair of turtle doves or two pigeons was sacrificed. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God, and he said, Now, Master, let your servant be dismissed in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared the salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is a sign to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a source will pierce your innermost being too. There's also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, who belonged to the tribe of Asher. She was very old. And after she married, she lived with her husband for seven years. She was now an 84-year-old widow. She never left the temple area, but worshiped God with fasting and prayer night and day. She approached at that very moment and began to praise God and to speak about Jesus to everyone who was looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had completed everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to their hometown, Nazareth and Galilee. The child grew up and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. I know that's a, a longer account than what we normally read, but the account of Simeon and Anna is very unique. And Simeon and Anna were both older in age. And so to hear Simeon talk about receiving the promise of seeing the Messiah before he would die... He was later in age, and you might think that the waiting might get to him after a while. Will I ever see the Messiah? Will I ever, even though I have this promise, will this come? Anna, in the same way, is older in age. And what exactly what she knew at this very, towards the end of their lives, they get to encounter the most unique baby boy of all time. They represent not just personally, but also whole, bigger, the nation of Israel. Israel it was well known to go through 
trials while they waited for the Messiah. In fact, the latter part of the Old Testament is filled with the cries out to God. And even after the Old Testament was finished in writing, there's still a few centuries between the last Old Testament book and when Jesus comes. Because when you've been in exile, when you have dealt with the losing of your identity and place to live and different experiences, you understand that waiting can be painful alongside the loss that we already had. And these two people, later in age, who have definitely experienced some of that loss, some of that grief, here they are, able to see the Messiah, the promised Messiah. Now, most people probably would think the Messiah as a grown man bringing about change. They don't get that luxury. They meet a child. That could be not what they're expecting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, the Messiah is going to come and make everything right and, and do all these things and restore Israel and all these things. And, oh, I'm 84 and I'm meeting this Messiah and it's just an eight-year or an eight-day-old boy. Yeah, I'm not going to be seeing any change anytime soon. Do you know what I mean by that? It could have been this, this moment where they actually grieved more because... They weren't going to see the Messiah in action. It's got a few years to go before Jesus will indeed grow into a man and begin his ministry. So how, in the midst of this waiting, in the midst of grief, are they able to identify Jesus and be so joyful and exuberant? How are they able to proclaim the good news in this moment? Well, it doesn't come because they were perfectly educated or had credentials. It says that Simeon was just a man and Anna was a widow. Those two usually you don't go for to find amazing revelations from God, but here they are. What is it that caused them to intercede with the baby Jesus? And to be able to proclaim the good news. And we find out that it is because the Holy Spirit was upon them. The Holy Spirit wasn't upon the most trained priests or religious leaders. The Holy Spirit was upon these two individuals. And they, he leads them. The Spirit leads them to the Holy Family in this moment. And I believe that the Holy Spirit being upon them is also the reason why they were not disappointed when it was just an eight-year-old or eight-day-old boy. You don't usually say eight days-year-old. Sorry about that. They had a faith. They were devout. They were being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. They were attuned to what God was doing in the world. They hoped 
for the restoration of things, which means that they looked beyond themselves. It wasn't, their lives weren't about themselves and about fulfilling all the needs and doing the things that they want to do. Rather, they were devout to God in such a way that they were so attuned to the Spirit to be led to this exact moment where they could proclaim the good news and truth about this boy to the parents and to those around them. Put yourself in their shoes. Do you feel like you would, you would be attuned to the Spirit in such a way to be able to do this? Or would maybe you struggle with it a little bit, say, I've waited 84 years to, to see the, the Messiah, and it's just an eight-year-old or eight-day-old boy. Because that's sometimes what we struggle with, isn't it? Whenever we are waiting, when we are grieving, when we go through a difficult time, when we are waiting for God to do something and it's not exactly what we were expecting. What this shows us is that Simeon and Anna and their willingness to be devout and to be open to everything that God had for them in that moment, gave them the ability to be as they were and to say what they said in this moment. Friends, they remained faithful, patient in their hope and their love of God, and they received what God gave them with great joy and peace. And because of that, their responses are infectious it brings joy to Mary and Joseph. It brings joy to those around them. Even though some people are like, y'all are crazy. That's just an eight-day-old kid. What, what do you mean this is the Messiah bringing salvation? You all are nuts. But it was true. And the good news was brought exactly to the people who needed to hear it because they were obedient to the Spirit. Bruce Puckett says this, Simeon and Anna's righteousness in the waiting, their pious devotion in the delay, reveal a persistence and long-suffering that surely is demanded of any who journey with Jesus over the long haul. I think sometimes we, we, we hope to follow Jesus and, and so much of it is going to be easier, but in, in many ways it's not. It's the longer that you follow Christ, sometimes the more difficult it can be. Because we do experience brokenness. Because Christmas is about Jesus has come. And the reality is, is that we believe that Jesus will come again. It's this already and not yet that we find ourselves in. So we are waiting just like Simeon and Anna did. But we can lose heart. We can lose faith sometimes, can't we? The brokenness, the grieving, the pain, the suffering, it hits us. Which means, friends, that for us to be able to do as God wants us to do, to be sensitive to the Spirit, we must look at Simeon and Anna for how to live our lives. And what you see is a devout, a devotion. You see a prayer life. 
You see a fasting life. You see a continual worship of God. It is being in the temple and worshiping with others. It is opening themselves and being devoted to God completely so that they are attuned to what the Spirit is leading them to do. It hasn't changed for us 2,000 years later. After all, Jesus had come and the Spirit was speaking. And the Spirit is still speaking through his followers. Speaking through us whenever we bring forth the hope and peace and joy and love. But the only way to live out those hallmarks of our faith is to be attuned to the Holy Spirit. And we become attuned to the Holy Spirit by devoting ourselves, intentionally opening ourselves to God, to learning about him, to conversing with him, to conversing with those of faith. And as we do so, we will see what God sees. We will do as God wants us to do. We will hear. It might not be an actual audible voice, but we will hear and be guided by the Spirit to do God's will in every part of our lives. No matter what circumstance we're in, in the best of circumstances, in the difficult circumstances, in the pain, in the conflict, in the grief. That's why hope and peace and joy and love are never defined by the circumstances that we're in. But rather they are given to us to sustain us in the midst of our circumstances. So today, as we celebrate Christmas, recognizing that we live in the already and not yet, just like Simeon and Anna only got to receive the blessing of the baby Jesus and not see adult Jesus, we must be faithful. And we must be faithful by opening ourselves to the guidance of the Holy Spirit in every moment. And we foster, we foster our ears, we foster our eyes, we, we attune our lives to the Spirit by having the discipline to open ourselves to God. So we ingrain within our minds how God has worked in the past by reading Scripture. We do so by daily, not just once a day, but multiple times a day, praying to God and conversing and allowing him to mold us and shape us. To be in a community with others who share our faith to hear how God is working today because sometimes it's hard to, to, to transplant Bible experiences and 20th to 21st century experiences. And in these different ways, we begin to grow. We have to, we have to make our lives with our brothers and sisters in Christ a priority. We have to make our daily scripture readings a priority. We have to be praying daily as a priority, fasting, all of these things. These open ourselves to God and make us more aware of how he is working in the world today. That is how... Christmas and the joy of Christmas is realized every day in our lives. And from that, the Spirit will guide us in every circumstance. Friends, I got to tell you something. 
We talk about this idea that sometimes we're prompted to serve somebody or give to somebody or all those things. Those only come if we are looking and listening for the Spirit to work. These are the disciplines to continue to reach out beyond ourselves, to make disciples of all nations, and to love and to serve and to give in ways that we never thought we would ever do. Most guys really look forward to the Christmas holiday. There's the joke, right, that every guy is waiting for Christmas because, well, there are a number of articles of clothing that guys really don't take care of themselves, and so Christmas is that perfect time for the wife or for parents to provide uh, some help. Of course, we're talking about socks and underwear, right? <laughs> if you're married to a guy, you know that we get holes in our socks and yeah, holes in underwear too. And it's funny, I, 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 it's, it's, it's okay to laugh at this. But do you ever wonder why guys are like this? A lot of times guys busy themselves with other things. We are often working or we want to do things around the house or we have hobbies that we would like to do. We busy ourselves in such a way that the most simple of things often get neglected. And so, yes, we wait for Christmas to get our socks and underwear. <laughs> but I believe that sometimes we are like guys and we treat the Holy Spirit like that. We neglect to orient and attune our lives to God. And we, as we neglect, we miss out on moments when the Spirit is looking to give us our own Simeon or our own Anna moments. And so if we are busying ourselves with everything else, it'll be very difficult to see when God is leading you to do something when he is doing it. Don't treat the spirit like socks and underwear. They, your life needs to be attuned to God daily. And so as we celebrate Christmas, may you, may you be willing to intentionally devote yourselves to prayer, to the community of faith, to the scripture that he gives in every way. May you stop and embrace all that he gives to you so that when he leads you in a circumstance to bless someone else, to say something, to give, to serve, you will be ready. Then you will be a vessel of his spirit. May we be like Simeon and Anna, devout and righteous, and being led by the Spirit in these days. Would you pray with me? God, sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult to see you. It's difficult to do your will. And sometimes, God, it's because we have not intentionally looked for you. It's because we intentionally did not. We busied ourselves. And in those moments, God, forgive us. Help us, Lord, to seek you every moment of every day. And as you guide us and lead us, may you, may we be like Simeon and Anna, 
going to those around us, bringing forth your good news in love and in hope and in joy and in peace. Thank you, God, for who you are and how gracious you are to us. Go with us in everything what we do, and we ask this in your Son's holy name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope that you are inspired by this week's message. Because of the current pandemic, our services are limited to an online presence. You can join us on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. For more information about our ministries, or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org. Thank you.